Hello, I'm Steve Henderson. Welcome to a Squiggly Animation Podcast special from the British Animation Awards. We've got some interviews from some of the nominees and some of the winners from this year's awards to share with you. For those that don't know, the British Animation Awards are a biannual award ceremony that celebrate the great and the good of British animation, showcasing and celebrating another bumper crop of animated films in all categories, from features right the way through to adverts and everything in between. The evening in itself is always worth a ticket, hosted with enthusiasm uh, and then with plenty of networking by the bar afterwards to get over the hours of clapping done for the deserving winners. So who do we have on this podcast special then? We've got three roundtable interviews which took place before the ceremony. First we get to meet the nominees for the best graduation film in the undergraduate category and the directors of Coupling, Man Up and Pollock. I'm Kat Hayes from Staffordshire University and I'm director of a film called Coupling. Um, I'm Aaron Murphy and I art directed on Coupling. I'm Katie Denton from Farnham UCA and uh, I directed Man Up. Yeah, I'm Henry Dunbar and I went to UCA Farnham as well and I did Pollock. So it's uh, in, in, the, in the red corner, it's, uh, <laughs> it's two people from uh, Farnham versus one person from uh, Staffordshire. I visited both universities, they're both uh, fantastic courses. I most recently visited Staffordshire and it's got a very sort of heavy stop motion, basically all stop motion. Yes, yeah, specific. I think it's, there's only two degrees in the country that focus specifically on stop motion, hmm. and staffs is, is one of them. Yeah. Was that one of the main choices that you, that you yeah. chose, Staffordshire? Yeah, for? I wanted to just do stop motion, so I chose it yeah. purely for that. Excellent. Uh, and the film that you made, Coupling, do you want to tell us a little bit about the story? Yeah, it's uh, about a girl who's running for a train, and kind of on the way to the train she drops a glove on the platform and then realises once she's in the train and then deliberates about what she should do. And I don't want to give it away, so I won't tell you the ending. OK, OK. Tease away. <laughs> Excellent. You, you directed the film, yeah. and Aaron uh, did the uh, art direction. Yeah, I just... Uh, well, I can't involve me. I've got the graphic design background, um, but uh, I was sort of heavily involved with... Yeah, just the, the aesthetic. Like my right-hand man. Like yeah. <laughs> got a lot of like, reference and, and colour schemes and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, that struck me about the film was the colour, very light use of colour. Yeah, it was quite, um, I don't know, it's, it's sort of a sombre tone to it, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's sort of, when, it... when she's deliberating, it's quite ambiguous and you, and you, you sort of don't know sort of what the gloves meant to her um, or, you know, if they meant anything at all. So we sort of wanted to, I don't know, keep it quite sort of understated with just hints here and there. Um, yeah kind of looked a lot at colour theory as well okay. and kind of using that in the film and also from a time perspective the time you get it was easy to limit the colours right down for oh, stop yeah, motion yeah. to kind of keep it all one flat colour just <laughs> being lazy really. lazy well, that, that, now that you've been marked you can say that you've yeah. been lazy but you could you could pick it up while you're actually yeah. uh, being marked um, speaking of, of, of people not using much colour oh, yeah. uh, Henry Pollock yeah can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the film um, yeah uh, I think I was watching a lot of the UPA films, um, and I hadn't really realised that at the time, but then Leslie, especially, who's the course leader at Farnham, picked it out and was like, you've, you know, you've, yeah, I don't know, I sort of got stuck in the 50s and never, I never really moved on, <laughs> and I just, I've never even considered using colour, it wasn't like a particular choice, I just didn't even go near it, I just drew it and then that, that kind of was it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 
It's unusual, based on Jackson Pollock's comment, as it says here, abstract art is abstract, it confronts you. You're thinking we've yeah. been Jackson Pollock, but it's not quite Jackson Pollock, yeah. is it? I, yeah, um, I, that's slightly sort of retroactively put on it a bit. Because yeah. I came up with the idea, and uh, it just happened to sort of have similarities with Jackson Pollock. And then again, I kept saying the name Jackson Pollock, so Leslie told me to call it Pollock, and then I thought, yeah, all right, whatever, <laughs> cool, I don't mind. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. There seems to be a lot of going along with it on, the, on these, on these <laughs> well, undergraduate courses. Better idea than what I was coming up with, so I thought, yeah, why not? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Katie, could you tell us about Man Up? Um, yeah, it's a, a sort of mixed-media film. It's based on a poem by a guy called Guante, um, so it's just about... How the phrase telling somebody, anybody, a man or a woman, to man up, how it um, sort of spirals into detrimental actions within sort of um, gender politics. And yeah, I think it's a phrase that sort of leads a lot of people to kind of whisper the word feminism, and it's sort of quite hard to shout about stuff like that as a woman when you're being told that in order to shout you have to be masculine so it's sort of yeah, about that. So quite a, a, a phrase that confronts yeah really yeah and I've got two little brothers <laughs> one of them's in the film actually at the end all oh, right okay <laughs> and um, I think that sometimes it's just really difficult for, for young boys to be told that this is how you be masculine and so it's sort of a it's you know loosely it's, I mean it's quite experimental but it's loosely a story of, of a young boy growing up and all these different ways in which he's told to be masculine and how he deals with those situations. Mm. So uh, you're a Farnham as well, as we said. Uh, how did you how did you start the film? Where did the spark come from? The uh, uh, was it from the poem, and did, were you kind of was it something that you you've always wanted to uh, confront yourself as a filmmaker? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just sort of saw the poem and, and contacted Grante and talked to him a little bit about it, and decided that it was something that I really wanted to talk about. Um, and it's also nice to, to be able to give because he's quite big in the spoken word community yeah. but to be able to give him a different platform which isn't just within that little box that he's in is pretty cool so yeah it means people get to hear his poem we wouldn't have heard it before so that's good excellent do you think animation and poetry kind of work hand in hand together Definitely, yeah. yeah I've seen a lot, of, a lot of good animations that have yeah. brilliant uh, so uh, coupling Kat and uh, Aaron one of the things that, that struck me was the very, very nice use of, uh, of model making and the train. Yeah. Tell us about how that was put together. So the train was um, kind of built on kind of CAD technology, and then we had it laser cut over 32 boards of MDF, and then it kind of fitted together like a jigsaw puzzle. Like one of those 3D jigsaw sort of things, so yeah, just, it's 2D. Yeah, yeah but it was MDF all constructed together to make a 3D. Uh, train model. The train was double-sided as well, so I could have want the outside of it, but also have the inside as well. So you've just basically flipped it round. So it was quite a clever piece of construction. It's living in my mum's loft now. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, what's it like to be nominated for the BAA Awards? Start Pretty you, good. Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I suppose. I mean, um, I guess because it's uh, biannual. Uh, it has been quite a long time since we finished our film, yeah. me and Katie, yeah. yeah. So it's nice to sort of have a, a, a big blowout before we really leave festival <laughs> eligibility and then it's all over. But yeah, it is good. I do like it. And it's pretty cool that we're both nominated 
in yeah. Between, yeah, seems a bit really like there was a lack of entries or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How does it feel to you, Katie? Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Would you would you uh, agree? Pretty cool as a. Yeah, it's uh, you kind of get into such a little bubble when you're making your own film. It's nice to know that other people like it too. <laughs> you're kind of reaching that wider. Especially like when you've worked so hard on it and it's been kind of all you've done for months. It's yeah, it's, been, it's nice. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for talking with me today. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. So, big thanks to Kat, Aaron, Katie and Henry, and congratulations uh, to Katie for winning the award for Best Undergraduate Student Film for her film Man Up. For a full list of the winners, you can visit the Squiggly website and search for the British Animation Awards. You can also visit the British Animation Awards website as well. Moving swiftly on to our next roundtable, which welcomes two very different nominees from two very different categories. We meet Colin Williams from Belfast 16 South, who created and directed Lily's Driftwood Bay, which was nominated for the Best Preschool Kids Show. It's a lovely piece of work which deals with a very sensitive subject. We also meet Marcus Flatteen from Twin Trash, who was nominated for Public Choice for his film Blue Barry, a lively and good-looking comedy with plenty of action and fun throughout. I'm Colin Williams from uh, 16 South in Belfast, and... We're honoured to be here because we're, we're the fi- one of the finalists in the best preschool category for our show, Lily Stripwood Bay. And uh, hello, my name is Marcus Vadflaten. I'm from Twin Trash. Um, so I'm here with my graduate film, Blueberry, uh, in the public choice category. Can you tell us about Blueberry? Uh, well, Blueberry was the film we made in our third year at Kingston University down in Kingston, which is a lovely university. Um, um, it's, it's a film about uh, two blueberries who go on a quest to find water because they're really thirsty, but they, they run into some really angry, angry birds. Oh, we're not ripping off angry birds, by the way. But these birds are really angry, and it, you know, there's a big kind of conflict. And um, Yeah, hopefully it's a little bit funny as well. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. We used voice actors in, in the film, which is kind of different from um, what most people would use, maybe. So it's kind of a, a, a strange little film. Yeah, excellent. He tells about uh, Lily's Driftwood Bay. It's uh, its first season and it's getting nominated for a award. Is it difficult to get shows um, in, the, in the public eye like this? Um, yes, I think so. Um, I, I suppose... Um, the reason for making the show was always about um, telling stories which really resonated with 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 kids. And the pl- I mean, it, it came from a place. I mean, it's a show which 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 has has a lot of heart in it. Um, and the stories we really get, kind of said from from the start that we we're only going to make it if we actually can can reflect society. So so the show is like a mirror to society, and the stories that we're that we're telling um, are reflecting what's happening in. In the, the world, the, the real world that, that kids live in today, um, it's story, it's story, it's story driven. You know, I mean, and it's a, it's a very organic show where everything in the show is, is completely made from things that have been found washed up on the beach. So there, so we, I think we used somewhere between ten and twelve thousand pieces. Um, so there's a huge amount of, of these things, and we've been really strict with ourselves in terms of everything, really, in terms of how, or the design rules, for example. Um, 
you, you know, we've, you know, while everything's photographed and scanned, um, it can't be manipulated. Photoshop can only be resized proportionately, um, and we can adjust the color. But we wanted to keep it. We wanted to make the show tangible and and, and completely organic. So, so the I guess the organic nature of the storytelling is, is reflected in the in the in the in the organic look, um, but also the. One of the first things that we did before we did a, se- a second of animation was actually the um, we composed lots of songs, so the, so all of the music is played um, on real instruments on real instrumentation. There's no synth. It's 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 all very very real, mm. um, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a completely honour to be here tonight because it's a show which I suppose it's it's a real it's been a real labour of love. It's been financed. Really, it was financed by ourselves, and almost like a like a film, as opposed to a commissioned show from a broadcaster. Um, and we've been fortunate enough to get a lot of recognition for that. So that's why I feel special for us tonight. You know? Yeah. Excellent. Um, yours is a comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It tells yes. a little bit about the the reasons behind making a comedy. Well, you were kind of um, you know all the graduation films that you see like. Are, are, or that we had seen were kind of very experimental and didn't have much talking or attempts at being silly in any way and sort of were more an expression of like very personal <laughs> feelings of the of the creature but we wanted just to try and make people laugh at least have a go at it if people don't don't get it that's fine but like at least it's we tried <laughs> well, and, uh, we're talking about Lily's Driftwood Bay there being made out of found objects and going for this kind of this this this, this aesthetic. You use watercolor in a quest for for water in your film, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, no, it's a really amazing really uh, nice. visual style in Lovely. in your chairs. It's something I've never I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, we uh, we've always wanted to integrate like watercolor with digital animation. So we literally tried to make it very spontaneous. Like some we like spontaneity in our animation. So we would just splash watercolors on paper and before it even dried we'd take a picture with our phone put it into flash just animate with it straight away to kind of feel like it was more like we, would, we were getting our hands dirty more than we actually were Lovely. so it was kind of like yeah like yeah like using trash in a way kind of like you guys but not at all like you guys but, but it's, keeping it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's keeping it real it's, it's just it's that organic and I suppose there, yeah. you know it's, I haven't seen it yet it sounds amazing though um, I, and I think it's what that's what you know when you see stuff. It's almost like we've gone full circle. We're going we're going back to making things by hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know when you when you see the, when you see the fingerprints of the people who make it yeah. on, on on the work, it, it just makes it more personal. I think the word tangible was the word that you yeah. used there. Yeah. Um, oh. The story, the particular story that's up for an award tonight uh, in Lily's Driftwood Bay deals with death. Pretty tricky subject for kids stuff. It, it is, yeah. Um, it's. It's a, so it's a story which I wrote as well, um, and it, it was probably based on how I was able or not able to process um, the death of my, of my grandfather. Um, and I suppose my, my parents were, um, I think it's in, you know, many, in many families, you know, some, something like that, something really bad like that happens, and you know, a grandparent dies, and the parents are so busy mourning themselves, and they don't, they, they're not able to kind of, they can't process their own feelings, never mind, look after their kids, and I suppose. Because the kids are two generations away, it's almost as if you know they may not have have any have any feelings, you know. Mm. Um, and I suppose it was really the thought of that. And but it's it, it does yeah, it does deal with death. And we've had so many, we've had so so much so much response, um, all in a, all in a good way actually. Um, 
and it was a hard episode to make as well because we had to take the, we, had, we had to take we had to take the tone right right back, you know, and change the format a little bit as well. So it, it has a funeral, it has a and has a send off at the end, but it's actually really not about death. It's really about life mm. and it's a celebration of life and it's a celebration of 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 what we have the here and now, you know. So Excellent. it was hard, yeah, but the, I mean, again, it's it just again reflecting real life and. And I think it's really the third time it's ever been kind of handled in in a preschool show, so it was it was it was it was fun, but also <laughs> I was slightly worried if I was going to be received by by the audience. <laughs> yes, yeah, excellent. Um, we talked about the here and now, here and now at the the British Animation Awards. What's it feel like to be a nominate uh, nominated? Oh wow, um, yeah, it feels kind of unreal. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really grateful to my to my university and my tutors for for. for you know, showing the way in this, and it's yeah, it's a, lot, it's a big thing to be part of, and I feel very humble. Mm. I try to mm. be humble, sitting mm-hmm. here with you guys, and uh, being you know being part of something as big as this. So it's a, it's a great honor. I think you speak for me as well. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that you you don't really ever see nights like this when you're sitting, you know, with your you know, you know scribbling away, creating things and and coming up with ideas. You never really. Um, imagine this, you know, and and I suppose it's not, you know, things like this aren't about. It's not about um, pride or or you know the pizzazz. It's a it's actually about recogni- recognizing quality and in, in, in all that we do, you know, because we you know all of us as a, you know uh, you know put our heart and soul into 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 the work work, work that we make and and. The BAs are are, are special in that they're they're industry led and, and they're they're. Judged by and, and created by the industry, so it, it, when your peers recognise your work, it's it's probably the most special of all. Excellent. Thank you very much for talking to Squiggly today. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. So a big thanks to Colin and Marcus, and congratulations to the pair of them who both won in their categories. Now our final roundtable uh, takes in three nominees from the Public Choice Awards: Steve Boot, Bexy Bush, and Rory Woodby Tolly. So let's hear from them now. Okay, uh, my name's Steve Boot. I made Once Upon a Blue Moon. Hi, I'm Bexy Bush and I made Men to Make Do. It's a film about a lady very close to me called Lynn Schofield who actually sadly passed away a few weeks ago. Um, so it's quite um, quite an emotional thing for me to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Rory Woodby-Tully and my film is Mr. Medela, which is an animated documentary about a conversation between me and a spiritual healer. Excellent. Quite a mixed bag because we've got uh, Steve and Bexy doing uh, the public choice, and we've got Rory, as we've said, doing the um, postgraduate. But you're all here. You're all at the BAA Awards. What's it feel like to be uh, nominated or, or in amongst the sort of BAA kind of crowd? It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's nice to get out. I, I come down. I get out. <laughs> to come down from Manchester. Uh, I, I don't really know yet. I mean, I've literally just arrived, so I've. You know, it could be terrible. You, you've not, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> but I am looking forward to it. I, you know, so at the moment, it's been great. Excellent. Yeah. I think it's great to be involved in BAA because I, I remember when I was in Farnham, the very first film festival I went to was BAA Awards, and we had to um, make some little posters for our area and we had to give out tickets and everything. And it was the first time I kind of saw a big mixed bag of films that I'd never 
kind of seen before and saw a big standard. So to be actually in it this year, it, yeah, it, it's what I didn't think I'd ever achieve when I was at university. So I really chuffed with it. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool because growing up you sort of see people nominate for it and stuff. And uh, like all the DVDs they used to release for the films on and stuff, so it's quite cool to be here and see, yeah, be part of it. So. Here in the flesh, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'd like to ask you about uh, your film, uh, Rory. Absolutely loved it. There's so much in it. The, yeah. the character of uh, Mr. Midia for a start, I mean, where do you begin with something like that? Um, it started off, I got one of those cards on the street from these spiritual healers or whatever and I was like oh. and I had it for about a year and I was like oh I should bring this guy up and make a film about it and see where that goes and stuff but I'd also been writing lots of bits for like another film which was more kind of a standard like narrative and then I kind of ended up sort of combining them and creating this weird thing where you're not really sure what's real and what isn't real yeah I don't know it's hard to explain I think, you've I think you've explained it perfectly because okay. it was a debate that myself and Ben had on the podcast is we didn't really know if if he was okay. real, if he was made up, if he was... Good, I don't like to reveal what is real and what isn't real. You're going to keep the uh, the mystery going? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I like people to go into it kind of blind. And then, yeah. Because, I, I mean, parts of it are true. Maybe it's all true. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. Who knows? Uh, Bexy. Uh, Men to Make Do. You said that you talked a little bit about uh, Lynn there, yeah. who's a real driving force in the film. She's lovely, and when I read on your blog that she had passed away, I was I was a little bit upset as well. It's because once you've seen the film, you're connected with her and her story, and I think that's because it's put forward so well in your kind of pixelation stop motion uh, that you've you created in the film. Well, yeah, it, it, it is quite a raw thing to talk about at the moment because it, it wasn't long ago, but. Um, the reason why I chose Lynn was because she was my nan's very close friend. My nan used to hairdress um, in her hair salon. And when my nan passed away, Lynn became my kind of nan figure. So I, I really loved her character and I loved her optimism about life and how just she seems to make do and mend all the time, like in her life. Um, so th yeah, that, and that's why she's a driving force for the film because she is kind of someone I would look up to in life, and I just kind of wanted to show her to a big audience. Mm -hmm. And but it's been really nice to actually have have this film made. I mean, when we went to the funeral with Lynn's family, for example, we showed it at the funeral, and the family were very. They were really moved that we'd recorded her life and that they've got something that's going to last forever and it sums them up so well. Um, so, yeah. It, it's it's nice. sad, but it's also happy because she's always going to be there on the film now with her whole life story for everyone to see. And, uh, that's and lovely. Watch. So we've got people, we've got recording characters or maybe creating characters, Rory, and not letting us know. And then we've got <laughs> your character's definitely made up because yep. he lives yeah, on another different. planet. <laughs> <laughs> completely different. Tell us about uh, your film, Steve. I guess it's more of a, a children kind of family film, um, and it's just about, it's about a little robot that uh, goes to a different goes to a little planet and finds uh, a lonely alien there who just wants to make a friend. It's a very short film. Uh, I tried to keep it as silent and visual as possible. 
and like I said, it's just it's just a piece of entertainment. It's doing. It's, I think it's doing better at kind of kids festivals and kind of um, kind of family audiences and things like that. So um, it's a different style to you guys. We're doing kind of more documentary kind of stuff. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to have that variety of these awards. That's the thing, especially in something like the the public choice uh, screening. There's an awful lot of variety in that in that uh, topic. Have you have you sat down and watched the public choice? Have you been in the audience? For... It, we didn't come to Manchester. It, usually, it comes to Manchester, and I was really looking for. I thought, really, every time I've been to the BAA, I've seen it in Manchester, and I've always thought, you know, it'd be great to get a film in there. And then the year it does. <laughs> I, was, I was looking forward to taking my friends to go and see it and stuff, but no, we didn't get them. So I haven't seen any of it. I haven't, I haven't seen any of these. Well, I've seen some of the other films from other festivals, but I, you know, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. I was a bit really dis- I was disappointed about that actually. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hand that into the complaints uh, department. I'm, I'm sure, we'll yeah. Fill in a customer service form. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Oh well, thank you very much for talking to Squiggly today. Okay. Very thank best of luck. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you. Nice feeling. So big thanks to Steve Boot, Bexy Bush and Rory Woodby Tolly and congratulations to Bexy who also won the Public Choice Award alongside Marcus from Twin Trash. If you'd like to see the gorgeous awards that were handed out during the ceremony you can do so on Squiggly. We've got a pageantry of all the prizes. Each one is unique and created by an animation legend in their own right so get yourself over to the website to have a look at those stunning awards. I'd like to extend a massive thanks to Jane Pilling and Gushen Yannick from the British Animation Awards and to Valerie Taylor for their hospitality on the evening. And a big hello to everyone who we met and caught up with the awards. I hope the hangovers weren't too pounding the next morning. So that's it from this Squiggly Animation Podcast British Animation Awards special. You'll all be very pleased to know that Ben will be back uh, next week as we'll be speaking to the directors of Anomalisa. So if you've seen the film, we really want to hear your opinions so we can have a good old chat about it. And you can get in touch via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash squigglymagazine. You can get in touch on Twitter at Squiggly or get in touch with myself or Ben via email. Ben at squiggly.co.uk or Steve at squiggly.co.uk and you can follow us on Twitter I'm at Mr underscore S underscore Henderson and Ben is at Ben L Mitchell and don't forget for all the latest news reviews interviews and all that good stuff from the world of animation visit squiggly.com and until the next time happy animating happy animating